another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. Rate, subscribe, and share. Good morning, jesters. Good morning, Justettes. Good morning, fellow Justarians. My, uh... Everything's back up to 100%, man. I got my screens for my vaporizer. So now I don't have to cough every morning when I hit the bong. Because I'm being over-anxious. Now I can just uh, suck on this hose and get a mouth full of Viper. Vaporized THC is what it doing to me. Now, there was uh, there's this podcast I listened to called Are You Garbage? Funny people. Funny couple guys there. Uh... <coughs> Damn. Oh, I almost forgot. Damn. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I hope you're doing fucking amazing, man. When in the goddamn world? You deserve it, brother. You deserve it, young man. But now, back to Are You Garbage with Uncle Hank and Kippy there. Like, it's it's a good show. I thoroughly enjoy it. But I have one problem with that show. I mean, when I, when I heard them say this, I about threw my phone across the room unsubscribed to all their shit, and pretty near stabbed myself in the leg. Because this is, uh... was unconscionable, what they said, man. It really, it, it cut me deep. Almost to the core, baby. Cut me to the core. They said that drinking milk with dinner is trash. Man, come on. I grew up on a farm... That's all I did was drink milk. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And for snacks. <laughs> so now, growing up, I no longer live on the farm, unfortunately. I live on a farm. My, It, it doesn't matter. But, uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Now that I'm uh, an adult on my own somewhat, not with my parents, I guess what I mean by on my own, um, I still enjoy a nice cold glass of milk with dinner. It's satisfying, man. Now, it's not, it's not uh, raw milk. It's not the, the good shit, you know, straight from the cow's titty. That's why I was raised on milk from the cow's titty. 
Well, I guess all milk is from the cow's titty, but uh, my dad would milk the cow, run it through a filter, and then throw it in the freezer for a little bit, and then put it in the frigidator. Oh, man. Them's were the days. We made our own butter. We just shake that shit. You know, you'd scrape the cream off the top, put it in another jar, and just shake the shit out that jar for like hours. Good shit, yo. Good shit, yo. God damn. I'm high as shit already, and I just started smoking on this fucking vaporizer. And it's a clean hit. It's a clean smokage. It's good shit, man. It is good shit. Period. Period. Are you on your period? Shut up. That was pretty stupid. That was lame. Fucking don't ever say that stupid shit again. Okay? Okay. Dude, you're lucky I don't fire you for that shit. Ah. I love this little rig, man. This Ariser Vaporizer, man. It's... Uh... I... I can get it for you. You want it? Hit me up. Huh? Uh, the promoting gesture at gmail.com. I have all, I've, I have all, everything a smoke shop needs at wholesale prices, man. Come get it. Come get it. Come get it. Uh, check me out at, uh, at the promoting gesture on Twitter. I am the promoting jester on Instagram and the jester's promoting company on Facebook. And you can also find me. I don't know how you find out of what the hell are you talking about? You're an idiot. <laughs> Check me out on sessions with a jester, man. Getting high with a jester and sessions with a missus. Now, we're going to be starting up uh, Sessions with the Jester again in the fall. Because Mr. Phil, he's got uh, he's got work he's got to get done on his house in the summer. So, this will probably just be a, a, a winter thing, I guess, is what I'm saying, yo. Is the Sessions of the Jester will be a winter thing. Getting high with the Jester will be an everyday thing. Because MPR needs to be called out on a... Oh, donkey shit. Out on their donkey shit. But, speaking of NPR, let's dive right in to that UFC. See what they're trying to sell us today. The Senate is moving ahead with one of President Biden's top economic priorities. Fuck you, After Jim and Joe. After an all-night session, Democrats early this morning approved the framework for a $3.5 trillion spending plan. And it happened a day after the Senate signed off on a $1 trillion infrastructure bill. The president called that a significant... Um, notice how she said the Democrats signed off. Like... There's, unfortunately, there's only two parties, but there's more than just the Democrats. What do the Republicans have to say about it, huh? 
I'm, I'm interested. Bipartisan milestone. This is about us doing the real hard work of governing. It's about democracy delivering for the people. But the road forward may not be smooth for that infrastructure bill or the rest of Biden's agenda. And Pure White correspondent Asma Khalid is following this one. Good morning, Asma. <laughs> okay, so let's go in steps. Senate Democrats are now in on the $3.5 trillion. What has to happen next? Well, that spending package with $3.5 trillion that you mentioned, it's just beginning to get worked out. I mean, all the Senate did last night was really take the first step. It has a lot more money for things like child care, health care, climate change, I thought the first step was voting on whether or not they could talk about it. it's going to take a while to work out the details <laughs> on, before man. it actually comes up Come for on, a final man. vote. And, Noel, the tricky thing is Democrats say they're going to pass this budget bill and the infrastructure bill in tandem, but they have such small majorities in both chambers, it could be difficult to keep all the members in line. And still the president has said he is confident these two bills will pass. If the two bills do pass, that would be quite a big deal for quite a lot of people in this country. And then I guess the question is, do do voters give Joe Biden credit for getting it done? No, fuck you know, Joe Biden. Uh, but it is not clear that voters have thus far connected the dots back to President Biden, even if they are personally benefiting from something he's done. Steve Shale is a done? Democratic strategist. And what has he done? Country. It's a pro-Biden super PAC that's been running these ads Other trying to promote the president's accomplishments. Oh, he told me Joe this story Biden. of a Republican woman in one of his focus groups who was saying that the expanded child tax credit had been a lifesaver, but she didn't attribute that to the president. And Jill feels Democrats are going to have their work cut out for them ahead of the midterms. If there was a lesson of 2010 or 2014, particularly 2010, which I look through and have very real scar tissue from, is that you have to draw those lines. And it's not that voters are clueless, it's voters are busy. Voters are busy, and unlike 2010 or 2014, this year voters... Voters are being lied to. So it doesn't fucking matter. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Illegitimate Joe Biden didn't do all this shit. Democratic Party did all this shit. The domestic terrorist group did all this shit. Not illegitimate fucking Joe Biden, the fucking idiot. Busy worrying about COVID. I mean, that, Noel, is sort of the big question I have, is how the COVID Delta surge might factor into all of this. The White House told me that they've always known that everything is intrinsically tied to COVID and its unpredictability. Of course. They of course also insist that they can you know, walk and, and chew gum at mean the same goddamn time. Thing, you know, just you look at infrastructure. Uh, Democratic you pollster Selena Lake, who's advised Biden, told me that when concerns about COVID have increased, it seems to cloud out everything else. The president has gotten good marks for how he's handled the virus. The question is whether Delta changes the dynamic. Here's Selinda Lake. I think the jury is still out. People still trust him in his job performance on COVID. It's his best area. On the <laughs> other hand, I think people are, what can we do about it? Is there anything that can they, be done about they it? They just said COVID is illegitimate Joe's best area? No, illegitimate Joe's best area is his fucking bed. That motherfucker needs to go lay down and go to sleep. Fuck that dude. <laughs> He's the one telling you to go out and get these goddamn vaccines for no goddamn reason. There is zero goddamn reason to get this vaccine. You get in injected with the virus, you become a fucking super spreader. Now me, I've never had coronavirus. I'm not going to get vaccinated. So how can I spread the coronavirus if I've never fucking had it. Jesus Christ. This fucking illegitimate Joe Biden is a goddamn piece of shit that should not be 
able to do any goddamn thing. I mean, he's all fucking full of... Is my governor at fault? Is my president doing what he should? And people are really floundering right now. And, Noel, you know, she says that COVID and the no, economy are tied together. Are you doing the right thing for yourself and your family? Fuck what these motherfuckers are doing. Experience during the pandemic. Take responsibility for your life and take control of it. Package, the Fuck tricky thing people. is Republicans are also pointing at it, saying it's going to drive up inflation. So the question is, whose message resonates with voters? Hmm. And Piers Asma Khalid. Thank you, Asma. You're welcome. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Cuomo resigned yesterday, and as he did, he talked about being caught up in, quote, generational and cultural shifts. He said the investigation that found he harassed 11 women and had him facing impeachment was politically motivated. Also, he apologized to the women. NPR's Brian Mann has been following this story. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Noel. My family are all in New York, and um, they've been telling me there's no way he's going to step aside. Uh, a lot Fuck of people Cuomo. thought that what happened. Yeah, this was a truly stunning thing. Cuomo does Cuomo, need to step down. on him just kept growing. First came those troubling allegations. Away. He concealed the true rate of COVID-19 deaths in New York nursing homes. That clearly weakened him. Then these women who served on his staff started coming forward saying he sexually harassed or even groped them. Oh. Details of those allegations oh. were outlined in that devastating oh. investigation by the state attorney again. general's office. And his political support just imploded. I'm the just going to say fucking Cuomo needed to no get the fuck away. Cuomo he needed to go the fuck away. was nearly certain. And yesterday Cuomo acknowledged it was just all too much. This situation, by its current trajectory, will generate months of political and legal controversy. That is what is going to happen. That is how the political wind is blowing. So Cuomo says he'll step aside in two weeks and Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul will take Cuomo's place. How difficult will this be for her? It's going to be hard. Uh, she released a statement yesterday saying she is ready to lead, but Albany's a notoriously tough town. Hochul is from upstate New York, the Buffalo area, which is not the political center of gravity mm. in New York. She's going to have to find a way to govern with this fractious Democratic Party, big rifts between moderates like herself and more progressive area. lawmakers. Buffalo, and, and there's real Buffalo world stuff right now. The Delta variant is strong <laughs> in New York State. The state economy is still reeling. <laughs> there's been a sharp increase of crime in New York oh, City. Man. In other cities, so as she emerges yeah, from the crater the that Andrew Cuomo has left behind here, she's got a big to-do list. She's got a big to-do list, and in the meantime, not to get ahead of ourselves, idiot. but there is an election next city. year, which means she's also going to be facing Maybe competition. It worse. Yeah, that could make it harder for her to get making things done. She's likely to see political rivals California. emerge pretty quickly ahead of next year's Democratic governor primary. Uh, probably the figure being watched most closely right now is State Attorney General Letitia James. Her office produced that investigation that sealed Cuomo's fate. Uh, James has won praise from progressive groups for taking on corporations and the NRA and former President Donald Trump. If James runs, she'll be tough to beat. What does this all mean for New York Republicans? Do they get kind of an edge amid the mess? This is interesting. You know, Republicans I, I, I wish New York would turn fucking red, man. They need to turn fucking red. You need to get out of this fucking... Remember, pushed no, actually, you know what? Fuck that. Doesn't you need to turn fucking black and yellow. Laws, fucking libertarian, marriage. bitches. Uh, he was also an Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Uh, but another 
another thing that's important to leave note is the that the alone. Was a I'll big leave you the fuck alone. Them, I'm gonna do me. Do you? Next year, so it's gonna be hard to see how they're gonna capitalize now that he's gone. Yesterday was definitely a good day for the GOP, but they now have a huge uphill battle ahead of their election. There is opportunity. NPR's Brian Mann in New York City. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Noel. Hey there, fellow Jesterians. I'm just here enjoying my brand new tabletop vaping unit that I got from To The Cloud Vapor Store. Vaping your weed is the best way to consume your cannabis, in my opinion. If you feel the same way, make sure you go check out tothecloudvaporstore.com. Check out all the toys they have there. It's an awesome site. Make sure at the checkout you use the code word JESTER. Save 15% on your entire order. However, there are some caveats. This will not work on the Peak Pro, the new PAX 3, or Cloud Evo. Same goes if the item is already on sale. But other than that, use the word Jester at checkout. Save 15%. That's J-E-S-T-E-R. All caps. Man, now let's get back to the show. says right now the oh, delta variant shit. is responsible for more than oh i thought we were going to get out of i thought we were going to get one one day without covid it's being blamed for the current surge in cases an internal cdc presentation even claimed it's just as transmissible as chickenpox but is the delta variant really that contagious and and it's just as deadly as chickenpox the same goddamn fucking thing if you get chickenpox when you're younger, you're fine. You get itchy, scratchy, fuck it for a couple days. You're done. Never again. If you don't get it while you're young, and you wait till you get it when you're old, you're much more, uh, it's much more probable that you're going to fucking die because that shit is dangerous the older you get. Is coronavirus the same way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Um. It does not affect kids. And for the most, yeah. mm, Jesus, for the most part, and it kills the elderly. I mean, it's the same goddamn thing as chicken pox. Good fucking call. As Michaeline Duclef got extremely curious about that question. Good morning, Michaeline. Good morning, Noelle. Okay, so the CDC presentation comes to light, and the headline is everywhere. Delta is as contagious as chickenpox, and you were like, really? Yeah, you know, I was skeptical, because the chickenpox is one of the most contagious viruses in the world. Outbreaks can explode. Oh, shit. And respiratory viruses like I, Oh, shit, are they really going against what the CDC is saying? So oh, no fucking it, way. Because, you know, getting this right is really important. The more accurately we understand the virus and its behavior, the more we can protect ourselves from it. Okay, I'm rubbing my hands together. What did you find? <laughs> well, to understand what I found, I need to explain how scientists calculate contagiousness. A common way is something called an r naught. This is the number of people each sick person infects on average when the entire population is vulnerable to the virus. So nobody had it or nobody is vaccinated. Okay, so give me a sense of what that contagiousness value is for other viruses. Yeah, so take the flu. It's r naught is about two. So on average, each person that gets it passes it on to two more people. Then they pass it on to two more people and so on. How does that compare to COVID-19? 
When SARS-CoV-2 first emerged in 2019, it was slightly more contagious than the flu. Its R-naught was about two or three. Then late last year, it started to mutate really quickly. And in December, the Delta variant emerged. I talked to Tom Winsleyers. Oh, He's a biostatistician at the University of Leuven Jesus in Belgium. Bullshit. He was one of the first scientists bullshit. to recognize how dangerous the Delta variant is. He says its R-naught is more than double the original strain of SARS-CoV-2. For the Delta variant, it's now calculated at between six... Again, who the fuck cares if it's more contagious? Who the fuck cares? It's not more effective. And by that I'm saying it's not going to make you sicker. It's not going to make you more dead. You know, it's... It's it's just fucking idiocracy, man. Idiocy. Idiocy? It's just fucking stupid bullshit. Seven, so they are six and a half. It's probably about right. That seems like a big jump from two or three to six and a half. It is a huge jump. The Delta yeah, but again, the flu very kills people. The Delta variant doesn't. So go fuck yourself with your goddamn nonsensical bullshit. Basically, of course, it, it is true that this Delta variant now is for respiratory virus is probably the most contagious one that, that, that we know about for the moment. To slow it down, he says a community must reach a very high level of vaccination. Okay, let's go back to the See, question that's, that sent again, you down the rabbit hole. You're, you're getting the, the fucking virus right given Delta to you. Is as contagious you dumb as the fucking pox. Billy so Goat? Even with an R naught of six Jesus or seven, Christ. Delta is still not as contagious as the chicken pox is typically. That virus has an R naught around 10. Huh. So that leaked CDC document was a bit of an exaggeration. A federal official told me that it was based on some Gee, preliminary data, but that's like said, Biden. the bottom line message is the same, he said. Delta is highly contagious. It can leap from person to person very easily. And if you want to protect yourself from hospitalization, the best way is to get vaccinated. Just like you gentlemen, Joe Biden told yesterday Thanks for looking into it's this, the Mike, fucking uh thank you so 150 much, million goddamn americans were fucking vaccinated and or 350 million americans were already vaccinated when there's only 320 million americans in the goddamn america jesus fucking christ they're lying they're always fucking lying to you it's what they fucking do just wanted to let you know about a fucking amazing sponsor we have 71 degrees and cloudy they're a awesome little smoke shop down in the heart of lakewood new york or you can find them at 710andcloudy.com they have all your smoking accessories everything you need to smoke they have glass they have incense they have uh, dab rigs they have dab pads they have everything Go check them out at 710andcloudy.com or at 50 Chautauqua Avenue in Lakewood, New York. Use the code word SWED10 and save 10% at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. And that was the UFC for August 11th, 2021. Woo, fuck you, woo, fuck you, woo. Who? Who? What? Shut up. Stop being fucking stupid, man. Oh, so the review, man. It wasn't... This, uh... This this one didn't make me that upset. It's just... Because it is what it is. The first one was about the fucking... Excuse me. It's about the infrastructure bill. And how the Democrats signed off on it. But again, the fucking donkey shit that comes out of their mouths, man. 
The Democrats approved what? So was it, did it pass the Senate? Did it pass anything? Or was it just signed off on by the devil? I don't fucking know what that means. But this is the first step of the first, second step, I guess. Because the first step was that they were talking about it. Because they voted to see if they could talk about it. And now, then another first step to where they're just, it's passed. So it passed, I guess. And now they're just trying to divvy out all this money to whomever. So I will see. Now I gotta, I gotta stir my vape, yo. I gotta stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Come on, man. Come on, man. No, you see that? See with these screens? With one with the whip anyway, you, uh, you're sucking through it and you suck up all the, the, the herb into the screen and it gets crusty up there so you gotta scrape it out and then dump it into your already vaped bud jar so later I can make some edibles right why the fuck not I would say so I'm gonna I'm gonna spark a, a, a stogie because I'm an asshole and not very smart and then we'll get into the review Oh, okay, well, first I'm going to hit the whip. <laughs> Good shit, yo. Good shit. God damn. <coughs> <coughs> So the first, yeah, the infrastructure bill. It's, dude, I don't, I, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking understand it. And we'll see. We'll, we'll fucking see. Time will tell. Uh. Oh, and the second story was about King Cuomo. And now he's resigning because he was a little too, uh, You want to say handsy? A little too handsy with his female staff members? A little too forward verbally? But honestly, that's just how he was raised. That's how they did it all through life. And. I think that's about beating. <laughs> I think that's why I'm coughing. But, 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 I'm not, not saying that uh, King Cuomo there did anything right. Because I don't know if he ever did anything right in his life. He's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking... He, see, he grew up in a fucking dynasty. How many Cuomos have been goddamn governor of New York State? I mean, Jesus Christ. So finally, finally, he's getting the fuck out of there. So and we're gonna get something new right now. This is Kathy Hochul, the he, she's the uh, deputy governor. 
I have, I have spoke with this lady when she was in Jamestown. And, uh, I had, actually, I tried to get her, I offered her money to, uh, go upstairs to go, to go to a hotel room and she turned me down. Eh, you know what? What are you going to do? I tried. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> and the last story was about contagiousness. How contagious is the Delta variant? Who the fuck cares? This is just a way for everyone to be held accountable for their their decisions in life. Try. Don't try. I hate that fucking word try. Why did you even say that, God? You're an asshole. Just fucking... Uh, make better decisions, man. Because this COVID, unless you're severely obese... Severely overweight, and you're not taking care of yourself, you're gonna live. And you have a 99.97% chance of surviving if you get the Delta variant of the COVID. <laughs> Bullshizer. See, this whole fucking thing was bullshit. I'm gonna hit my vape. Okay, okay, now it is time for my number one favoritist time of the day, and that is space weather. We're going to hear what Mr. Ben Davidson has to say for space weather, or for, so here's space weather for August 11th, 2021. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. If you missed our video last night, you missed a lot. Today, we've got two treats for you after the show, one to read and one to watch later tonight. But first, we go to spaceweathernews.com and find the last 24 hours on our star were very quiet. The active region is stable. The coronal holes are turning away. We've seen the plasma filaments remain stable as well. And the solar wind is slightly elevated from ambient intensity, but climbed there slowly and isn't very variable, leaving geomagnetic conditions calm once again. Space weather is expected to remain calm for the coming days. So let's go to the July U.S. climate report, and this is a major point that shows up almost every month. Global warming is at night. Left side is the daily maximum temperatures, and the left side is the nighttime minimums. See how much blue there is on the maximum chart on the left? It's pretty much a monthly occurrence. The greater red on the minimums chart, or the nighttime lows, shows us every month that global warming is mostly taking place at night, as temperatures aren't getting as cold. Not irrelevant, just not exactly the story told on the TV. Not okay. too far off that vein, nice story by the Earth Observatory last night on the deforestation causation around the global nations, article with the graphic as well. Of interest is the formation of a tetrachoric particle, about four times heavier than a proton, and while not directly tied to any specific cosmological study, they do think such particles could only naturally exist in the most very extreme environments. Folks, we file this one in that animal weirdness category. 
racing pigeons disappeared and other bird anomalies, the elephants migrating in China, the monkeys, and the marine creatures where they're not supposed to be. The spate of unheard-of attacks by orcas are said to be militaristically coordinated by the witnesses on the boats, and until recently, it's never happened before. Now, folks, if you didn't see it last night, we put out a video short and simple enough that every observer could understand. From ignoring published science to blatantly lying about it, the 2021 IPCC report appears to be a joke. If you didn't see that video last night, I insist. But while you were hopefully taking in the video last night, I was quietly posting an open letter to the geophysical community on spaceweathernews.com and suspiciousobservers.org. This letter follows a surge in the field discussing the past geomagnetic excursions, but most importantly, the major disagreement that appeared in back-to-back -back papers of the February issue of the journal Science. The field is getting around to the truth of the extinction potential of these geomagnetic events, but only to where they can see inside of the door. In this letter, I grab their hand, yank them in the room, and quickly show them around. It's in your links today. It's linked on our websites as well. And these two and a half pages paint the roadmap going forward in this subfield of geoscience. I'd love you to share that letter. But another letter of sorts came through the pipe, and it's related to my letter and solar climate forcing and geomagnetic excursions and Earth's disaster cycle. NASA's climate blog ran this article about a week ago, and if you can read this and think it's not directed at us, I want you to tell me to whom you think it is directed. NASA takes shots at the magnetic excursions, the climate, the solar forcing, and very bad news for those at NASA's climate blog. My other friends at NASA want you to learn a lesson. They told me there is no doubt this article is about us, and they told me to swing as hard as I can. I'll see you tonight. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe, and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now, it's 4.20 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Fuck yeah. No fear, man. And now we're going to play the, the his video from last night. On August 9th. The initial working group results were released by the IPCC, the International Panel on Climate Change. There's very little we wanted to see from an academic standpoint in the report, but in their maneuvering into political paradigms, the shills of propaganda left a mountain of evidence in their wake. They released over a thousand pages, but it's easily broken down into chapters in the full report. And one thing I did expect to see, but which somehow got left out of the policymaker's summary, is that every model overestimates heat when run in reverse to simulate the past, indicating the oversensitivity to CO2. I admit, I got very excited at Chapter 6, short-lived climate forcing, figuring we were going to discuss the recent discovery of light-speed forcing of the atmosphere during space weather events with instantaneous chain reactions from the ionosphere to the troposphere. I at least thought they would include the rapid forcing through the global electric circuit of clouds and surface temperatures, lightning and storms. Nope, nothing of the sort. The solar discussions in Chapter 6 surround solar geoengineering, which took my excitement and turned it upside down. Really, they lay out the majority of what you need to know in Chapter 1, context and methods. Here is where something utterly atrocious happens. Imagine my excitement when I read that solar forcing will include both UV radiation and particle forcing, 
our number one wish for this upcoming report since the publication Mathis et al. 2017. They were going to be using the very publication we've identified as the game changer four years ago. But then you read through it. And where on earth is the actual particle forcing? I'm not going to show every page, but in chapter one, chapter seven, in the supplemental information and the appendices, I'm not seeing anything to indicate they actually used particle forcing data sets. All discussion surrounds irradiance, not joule heating. Slow trickle-down heating, not the rapid energy conversion from the solar wind directly into the magnetospheric and ionospheric system, which works the entire atmosphere through the columns of the pressure cells, which are dominated by the global electric circuit, down in high pressure, up in low pressure. These systems dynamically affect the lower atmosphere, both directly and indirectly, and so does the polar cusp, which NASA once called our magnetic portal to the sun. It fluxes with particle energy every eight minutes, none of which is in the models, or the solar wind contribution to the auroral zone energy, even though they now know full well what this exact same energy means for Jupiter, an answer to the 50-year-old mystery of why the atmosphere is eight times hotter than they thought it should be. They know that tropical storms around the world are tied to solar activity, and they've known this for quite some time. It is a shame that these connections were not better studied since the well-described patterns struck exactly again in 2017, coincidentally, during the greatest solar flares in 12 years. This subfield has progressed a good deal, but I suppose that's not climate science or the extreme weather portion that they wanted to put in their report. Everything identified and verified as a correlation and which has been confirmed and mechanistically studied in the same journals alongside the climate reports cited by the IPCC report. Missing. The majority of the solar forcing is missing from the models and has been missing from the models and continues to be the cause of their need to attribute aspects of climate change to humans that do not belong. By the way, this circled area is what mainstream climate science uses for solar forcing nothing else. But wait, you might say. I saw galactic cosmic rays on your list, and indeed the report addresses those, to which I respond, well, no, not really. They do an okay job framing the debate up to about 2013, as we focus on the last paragraph with the highlight. At that point, they say the field was divided, and then they go on to say that since 2013, the field has concluded that there is not substantial climate forcing by cosmic rays, and so they've used particle forcing and they found nothing. Except, that's not even close to the state of the field. Page 137 of our Weatherman's Guide to the Sun textbook, the section addresses this very conflict in the field that they identified for 2013. I went over the disagreements, and at the very bottom there you can see I called it 2014, but either way, we are seeing eye-to-eye eye up to about 2013 or 2014. Interesting that the IPCC just says the published literature debunked the idea, and they gave no citations that highlighted most important section. No citations like they do everywhere else in the report. Well, I've got some for you, and I can only tell you that since these papers were published, there have been even more to add than the next edition of the book. Not only is the trend towards the affirmative a positive correlation, but they are figuring out the minutiae of the mechanisms, again, in the same journals alongside the other climate papers and folks. 
It's not just the cosmic rays ionizing dust and making it more attractive to water vapor. And it's not just their creation of condensation nuclei or their effect on other aerosols. The sun and earth play in this game as well. Solar energetic particles and Van Allen belt electrons, which can be forced into the atmosphere during impact from solar storms, both are tied to cloud fractions and opacity. They literally just made up the exact opposite of the truth and put it in the report and hoped the world forgot those other papers existed. They had nothing to cite of their own for their claim and they eliminated a major element of the climate game with what is at best an epic science failure and at worst, a lie. I admit, even where they acknowledge and have acknowledged solar forcing of major oscillations and cycles, there's little room for this in their models. It's just sort of a pat-on-the-back acknowledgement. The totality of solar forcing remains unappreciated, and for cosmic rays, a great academic disservice has been done. And so now we go back to our climate science failure chart, and let's see how the report runs down the list. A1. They really did not confront the model failures other than to say, we now have more certainty in our projections. Most of the literature we've seen in the major journals this year and last year have strongly expressed the bias and uncertainty and they've recognized it's a much harder puzzle than they imagined. None of that is in this report. We shared their acknowledgement of A2, the failure reconciling the past models. They of course saw no reason to let that stop their key talking points. A3 and 4, CO2 sensitivity and cloud uncertainty get paid lip service only. They acknowledge places of needed improvement, but ignore what those mean for the larger models. And while they did move slightly towards lower sensitivities overall, A5, the reality of the numbers and likelihoods is so politically exaggerated in the discussion and the talking points for policymakers, I have difficulty believing what I'm reading. In general, they did not really fix the core problems with the models and how they address CO2 or clouds, and their portion on the cryosphere, A8. Let's just say melting polar ice triggers cooling isn't exactly their new slogan, again, despite what the peer-reviewed literature says. And then the B-list. Oh goodness, what a miserable performance by the IPCC. Volcanic cooling? is what it is, but they did not appropriately treat solar particle forcing or galactic cosmic rays. Once again, the Earth's magnetic field strength is MIA in the report. You'd think they had no idea it was changing. And every single rapid forcing mechanism using the global electric circuit is left out of the report as well. This is the mechanism venue for the statistical correlations discovered across the B-list. And right now, a significant number of subfields in this science are being utterly disrespected. Folks, I haven't seen less effort at academic honesty since they tried coming after me. Yes, there are IPCC authors that tried in that event. It is a nightmare that the science has once again been ignored, and they will claim that our plea for peer-reviewed papers is our ignoring science. It is a nightmare that policy will be directed by 100% false information in some cases and a flood of half-truths in others. The data, the mechanisms, the equations, all there for the sun and cosmic rays, and the IPCC simply ignored them. This is one of the most shameful moments in the history of science. Good job, Earth. I'll see you in the morning for the daily update. Be safe, everyone. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. That, that's just, that, that's sad, man. It's disappointing that 
the so-called... See, I've, I've had the same... Mr. Phil came at me. Mr. Phil came at me about how NASA says this, and I'm like, well, it's kind of contradicting what Mr. Ben says, so I, I'm i going to have to go for... Uh, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Ben's uh, explanations because he has a hell of a lot more proof than what I've seen this NASA... Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just... It's sad that science is going that way, man, but... Hey, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Who? But as you should, you should uh, subscribe to Suspicious Observers on YouTube, so you can get full uh, effect of his videos. You can see. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Now let's move on to my second favorite time of the day. Shout out! Shout out! To the Good News Network for the quote of the day. Walk with the dreamers, the believers, the courageous, the cheerful, the planners, the doers, the successful people with their heads in the clouds and their feet on the ground. Walk with those people. Befriend those people. Get they are the movers and the shakers, man. They will... You can feed off their energy. They will feed off your energy. And just positivity all the way around. It's awesome. Yes. So be a better version of yourself. Smoke weed every day. And make shit happen. <laughs>